0: And that was such a huge thing for me to realize was the diva fully accepted me for who I was in every moment Um, and that other people could too and that I was safe being my full self and that that was actually a really good thing.
1: Welcome to Come Along for the Ride, a podcast for horse lovers everywhere, a place where we love to bring consciousness to the horse world. I'm your host, Tracy Malone. And this podcast is brought to you from my home in the Sanford Valley, in the northwest of Brisbane, Australia. This land I live on is Waka Waka and terrible country. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land and to pay my respects to their ancestors, past, present and future. And I'd also like to extend that respect to each and every one of you listening. In this episode, I speak with Alexa Linton, Alexa is what this podcast is really all about. She is herself through her podcast and the work that she does, bringing consciousness to the horse world through all of her skills as well, which include animal communication, equine sports therapy, kinesiology. She's a body talker, author and teacher, but most of all, she's a student of the animals that she loves. You can hear in this interview how her life with animals and working with horses has come about hear the depth of how far she's willing to go with animals and humans and also hear about the courses she's put together that are incredibly comprehensive and something you may want to look further into. We're so lucky here on this podcast to have such a high caliber of interviews each week. It really excites me to no end to think of all of you working with any one of these people to take your life with your horses to a more conscious and deep place. But for now, sit back, enjoy the ride, everything that the incredible Alexa Linton has to offer. Here is Alexa. Alexa, thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me, Tracy. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. Now, could you first tell me a little bit about what it is that you do? Yes, I will try to uh, I will try to condense it, it down a
0: little bit. Um,
1: so this I, is actually in all the podcasts <laughs> I do, this is the hardest question I ask every single guest. By the way,
0: it is literally
1: yes. it, it, nobody can really explain it because it's so tangible it's not tangible it's it isn't yeah
0: yeah yeah. I mean there's there's so many aspects to it as well Mm. I you know I um started out uh you know I think like many of your guests I have always been obsessed in love with horses forever since before I could remember and uh I you know started out kind of on a very uh what shall we call it uh, you know straight and narrow path of you know following my mother 's footsteps and becoming a physiotherapist and doing all that and in my fifth year of university i I some sort of rebellious spirit took over, and i <laughs> I, I didn't get my last two prereqs for uh, doing any of those things, and I ended up deciding that I really wanted to pursue my passion of horses so I uh, started the next September after my kinesiology degree in equine sport therapy and I became an equine sport therapist uh, and started my own business doing doing work with horses and body work and all sorts of things and really became fascinated with uh, things like animal communication, energy medicine and also work with you know, really focusing in on the partnership of, of horses and people. So that was, uh, you now I finished my equine sport therapy in 2005, began my business in 2004, 2005 doing that. And so from there, I, I realized fairly quickly that, uh, you know, working on horses wasn't just working on horses. You know, it meant, uh, branching out not even branching out but but really looking at the whole picture which always included the human and so with that I began exploring ways of working with the whole partnership and I Mm -hmm. and I came upon uh, a system called body talk which I trained in for eight years um, where I was able to work with people and their horses and their other animals and uh um, it was it was absolutely fascinating. I was I was I t- taught in that system for some time, and and then I, you know, through various circumstances, there was uh, some things that went on with that system that I didn't agree with, and I I branched out on my own. Um, I, I'd, I'd been sort of setting the the foundation for, for that for some time with, uh, some of the programs that I was doing, like the whole horse apprenticeship and the cowgirl reunion that I do and some other things, um, some other wonderful things. But, uh, you know, the, at that point I sort of felt like I was sort of rowing my boat, you know, on my own out into what, where, where I really wanted to go and, uh, yeah, it was a powerful transition for me at the, at the same time I had uh, was just finishing completing my book. Uh, so I wrote a book on navigating pet loss, which seems to also be a, a sort of area of uh, focus and,
1: you know, a place where I'm... It, somehow <laughs> it's a yeah, nobody area tells you, you how feel. much you're gonna miss them, do they? Nobody lets yeah, you it's Yeah. It's
0: amazing. It's such a big and challenging transition and uh, and I actually wrote my book because uh, my mare diva, who we'll probably talk about later, is like my best friend and like, like, you know, my most, my longest and most important relationship. We've been together for 15 years and I just couldn't imagine losing her. And so I, I wrote the, a book called Death Sucks, uh, a straight up guide to navigating your pet's final transition. And, uh you know, in, in essence, wanting to support myself and all of my clients who are going through this really challenging time. And, and I just saw the, this need for a resource, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, You and wrote yourself one.
1: I love that. You it. It did. I wrote that. myself
0: one and, I, and I, I tried to make it quite lighthearted and as, as much as the subject matter would allow. And I, um, as you could probably tell by the, by the title and, uh, Um, And at the time I was being called in for, you know, had been for a number of years into working a lot with this transition with all animals. So I was, I was helping um, mainly the people (laughs) through, um, through this process. And, uh, you know, subsequently, I've probably, I don't know how many, animals and their people I've sort of supported through the the process of death and dying at this point. But it's been, it's been quite, quite a number and uh, I feel very honored every time that someone, you know, allows me to to help them with that Um, Mm. because it is such a precious, sacred time as well. Mm. And a um, lot of vulnerability as well. So much. I mean, it's so emotional and it's so, um, yeah you know it's 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 so powerful and so can be so tragic um you know particularly in horses i see that is you know it can be quite a tragic time depending on the the way that that animal has passed and uh so i i did that i actually developed a workshop around um that that book and i traveled around i traveled to australia to perth and taught there and to singapore um and I uh, you know shared that work with the help of my friend laura bird and um yeah i was it felt really really uh, grateful to all of the brave souls that showed up <laughs> to yeah. with us for two or three days um we went through a lot of tissues and um yeah so so that's sort of been my last few years and and then more recently I I decided to go back to school so I am in a 5 year um it's actually you know technically a 7 year program 5 years plus a, plus a thesis uh, in osteopathy human osteopathy and um, so I'm currently almost halfway through my my 5 year program Wow. Uh, how's it going yeah I will it's great, actually. I mean, it's been incredibly challenging. Uh, you know, I, I definitely have had a lot of moments of, "Why am I doing this to myself?" Um, but the work is like amazing. <laughs> it's mm. so effective. I can't even. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm shocked. And in awe of myself doing body work on people, it was sort of something for a long time. I was like, I'm never doing that. But I, I'm just so grateful to have tools that can really shift so much so quickly in a body. And um, and then also to, to develop my palpation skills. It's been incredible for my horse work as well um, to get the, that kind of feel in my hands and also to develop the cranial
1: sacral side. Oh, I'm um, so like glad you palpation. just said that. That's my, Yeah, I I'm my just my body been, work as a cranio osteo. Oh, love it. I love it. My, my body love loves it. it. My yeah. Body oh my
0: god. Mine it. too. It's like floating on a cloud. It's just yeah. my favorite work. And um, yeah, so I've I've been been doing that. I I'm so like next year is all visceral work, and I can't wait for that. I mm. um, like you know I love I love playing in uh you know those levels and and in the subtle le- levels that's really kind of my my forte and uh so I'm, I'm excited for what's to come and i hope to i will continue on and and do i, I haven't decided on the program but i'll do equine and canine specialties uh for sure mm. uh uh, after or during <laughs> this whole mm-hmm. process as well, so um, so that's going to be an exciting opening up of my uh, my work as oh, well.
1: That's amazing. That.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who's- so that kind of kind of brings me, you know, more around to now, which you know I, I'm spending quite a bit of time with school, but I'm also still running my main programs. We're completing the apprenticeship. It's my eight months online program. It comes to a close here next week, which is like a bittersweet. It's been the most beautiful group of uh, horsewomen, Um, just so committed to a more holistic uh, horse centric approach to um, horsemanship and wellness. And, you know, I, I just, it just, warms my heart to see um the ripples you know that can happen you know wouldn't you bring a group of of like-minded horse people together that are really there for the horse and there for their well-being yeah so uh, there you go that's kind of you know, powerful group right, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right now yeah and I'm here on this amazing farm on Vancouver Island um I live in Canada um, in a place called the the Cowichan Valley um, and so um, yeah I, I'm really uh, very in love with this place and being you know feel very honored to be a, a guest here and and being like you know part of this land and stewarding this land and, yeah it's and so my horse diva is here with me and my two dogs and my cat and yeah it's it's pretty special kind of kind (laughs) of life yeah sounds
1: beautiful
0: and is that where you grew up i grew up actually in vancouver so on the lower mainland in uh in bc british columbia um so i've always been what what we call out here a west coast girl um but when i was growing up it was you know i was i was in suburbia Um, so, you know, yeah, not, not really much nature around particularly. And, uh, I, you know, quite a drive to get to horses and, but I just knew, I just knew that that was, you know, animals and horses were my life, uh, from a very young age. And, uh, I would, I would find, you know, big trees and I would just sit against them. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I obviously knew it was something that I needed to do. And, um, you know, when I was in uh, in high school, I decided to go to university in Victoria, which is just about an hour away here on the island. And, and that was kind of it. Now, You know, once I came over to the island, I just, I stayed. And for anybody Yay, who knows the island, yeah, it has a very much its own vibe around here. It's very, um, it's very I guess progressive would be the word very you know forward thinking very um back to the earth so very connected to the land oh, and beautiful. what's around us in the oceans and um mm. yeah it, it, it was a really good fit for me
1: mm. who was her. yeah who was your first horse when did you get introduced was
0: my first horse <gasps> yeah I know yeah I got her when I was 23 so fifteen years ago, <laughs> and had you had you had experience with horses before that? I had, yeah. But because I grew up in the city, um, and my parents refused to get me a horse. Um, so I took lessons, and I, you know, I leased a horse. Um, you know, it was it was like the most amazing feeling to be able to ride like two days a week. I was like, oh my god! Um, and of course, I I worked from about age thirteen at horse shows and at the barn. So I've mucked my fair share of, you know, stalls and paddocks, that's for sure. Um, and, you know, I, I just, any chance I could be around them, you know, I, I was. Um, and I, you know, had the typical posters, all over horse posters everywhere, plastered, you know, all over my room. And mm-hmm. um, even going to university, I took all my horse posters with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> You know, I was that, I was, I was quite obsessed um, and still am. It doesn't seem to leave. you. Um, yeah. And so I met Diva, and just kind of love at first sight. So yeah. how did that come about? Well, it was pretty cool actually. And I was not looking at the time. I was leasing a mare at a barn in Victoria and, and very, you know, very frankly, we did, we did not get on, um, she was very upset that her owner could possibly lease her out. (laughs) It was, she was not happy about the situation. Um, And at the time, so Vancouver Island is known for its rain. So we get these episodes, like, you know, I think one year it rained 53 days in a row. So you kind of get the the picture. It it can get pretty wet and mucky and cold. And, um, the mare that I was riding, her name was Tigger. She had um, a full clip, so I couldn't ride her in the rain. And so this one day I went out to the barn. and I really wanted to ride, um, but it was pouring rain. And so this woman that was boarding there, she just moved in maybe a couple of weeks before she said, well, if you want, you can ride Diva. And I was like, really and diva was four at the time she looked kind of like a big fuzzy bear because she may have their winter coats on and and uh she had this beard you could barely see the shape of her face um and i was like okay and so i went out and rode her and she was very green like you know she she knew a few things but not too much and um, but what was funny was I, I you know, I I, I really liked doing things. But when I left, I just started equine therapy school, so it was quite the time. I'd moved out on my own at the end of August for the first time ever in my life. Um, I had uh, started equine therapy school in September. So
1: does that mean you were learning equine therapy?
0: I was, exactly. So I was learning now, I was learning about horses and, and, you know, their ability to communicate what they need. And I, you know, I was sort of on the track to like understanding horses in a really different way. And then I met Diva in November. So it was like, it was all kind of set up for, <laughs> for me. And when I met her, because the lines of communication with animals were starting to open up again, I, I'm sure they were there when I was a kid, but they were very shut down, you know, um, cause it was just like, what do you mean talking to animals? Mm. So I, uh, when I met Diva, I, I was actually headed to school the weekend right afterwards. And I just like, I literally couldn't get her off my mind, like at all. It's like she haunted me the entire weekend that I was there. And and uh, I came home and I couldn't even believe the words that were coming out of my mouth. I, I basically said, okay, I'm getting this horse. And she was for sale. So oh. she was for sale at the time. Um, and I just, I, 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 started pleading with my, like my parents, like, you know, cause of course I'm like, like I'm a student, like I don't, I yeah. don't have money for <laughs> and, uh, somehow I made it happen. You know, I, I paid in installments and her owner was okay with that. And, um, you know, and, uh, on December 31st of that year, I made my final payment. Um, and I, yeah, I. I had my first ever horse and we had, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say Tracy that it was a walk in the park. Let me tell you that it was, uh,
1: no good relationships. I, are. Oh my gosh. I
0: cried more than, <laughs> because diva, I mean, my mare's name is diva for, for the first thing. So, yeah. and, and, uh, I even tried to change her name and it would not stick. Mm-hmm. Nothing would stick. She's like, my name is Diva. Get used to it. This is, this is what's on, you know, I'm like, okay. And she was adamant about the way that she needed to be treated. And she required me to respect her and listen and be fair and consistent, you know not huge things to ask, but at the time I'd come from a very traditional background. I, you know, what I call get it done horsemanship when I was, why won't you do what I want you to do? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there was a lot of, of, uh, pretty, you know, big learning experiences that usually included me you know, getting hurt or, (laughs) you know, something happening. Um, and, and going, why do I have this horse? um but i i really commit i was really committed and that you know i know it might sound you know cheesy or out there but i felt such a deep soul connection to this horse i i can't explain it but i i just felt so deeply um like our paths were entwined you know yeah. mm-hmm. um that as much as i you know, my head was like, "This is crazy." Um, my heart and my spirit were were in it to win it, and so I just stayed with it, and I I did an apprenticeship um After I finished my equine therapy uh, diploma I, I did an apprenticeship with sandra wallen of chiron 's way um called uh, the Art of Equus so I learned about art therapy as it uh, applies and is combined with equine facilitated learning, which was hugely powerful i was I was an incredibly high functioning perfectionist mm. at the time.
1: And you were young um, to open yourself to therapy young. at that age. I would,
0: I would have been twenty when I went into that program I was twenty six at that point. Yeah. And I got probably
1: about the know, right time. So you at least had a bit of life good. experience under your It belt. was
0: good. Yeah. yeah. I had what I you know I didn't realize it at the time, but I had the tools that I needed. Although it was again, it was messy. Um, you know, it was it, the art piece just pushed me over my edge because I'd never done art ever, and I was so self-critical and judgmental um, of myself. And uh, you know, so I I really found that challenging. Um, and but watching Diva in her element was was uh, life altering for me. You know, I brought her to a couple of our programs and she just, you know, like, like literally one day watching her and the woman was like, I've got this hip pain and you could hear she was riding bareback on Diva and like Diva's hip cracked and this woman's like, oh my God, it's gone. You know, it was like, she just shifted it for her. And I'm like, who is this horse? What is happening to her? You know, it's really just stuff like that where, you know, inexplicable things happening before my very eyes. And I, uh, you know, I'd been really fighting the magic that it's horses. Um, I just couldn't anymore at that point. Um, and it really changed our relationship. Um on some really big levels, because you know i 've been really pushing it, and I wanted to you know like we do, we have an agenda and we want mm. to achieve stuff and we, we have you know got goals, and what if someone you know like whatever you know all the things that we do to yeah. ourselves and to our yeah. horses and yeah. uh, i I realized at that point I was like if i'm not if we 're not having fun we 're not doing it mm. and that was like I just made that rule I was like, nope. Like, if we're not having fun, that's it. Brilliant. You know, we're doing something different, and that was we both needed that. That was it kept us safe, right? Mm. Um, from my
1: pushing us into <laughs> things that didn't work for us.
0: Yeah, and, and there, there are places
1: little where little. goals are really useful, like in I think like
0: they are, business absolutely. and
1: things. And there are places where goals aren't quite so.
0: Not so much. Only well, if they so- are Yeah, for me with horses too, Tracy, I never, I never had, I wasn't showing, I wasn't, that wasn't the point of it for me, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I wasn't really doing it for anybody else particularly, Um, but I still had that mentality, you know, I still had the overachiever and it needs to look good and she needs to be well behaved and, you know, and Diva would, you know, sort of do her own thing and you know i i really had to eat humble pie a lot with her um because it was it took time to really develop her trust and to be able to listen to her and and for us to get each other uh but now happily 15 years in we're like we're like an old married couple (laughs) it's, it's really amazing to be able to like i can't tell you how beautiful it is to you know i've been away for three weeks almost. And I haven't ridden and I could go and get on my mare with her permission, of course, and have the most beautiful ride, you know, beautiful transitions, bareback with no bu- bride, you know, no bit. I ride in a Bozelle. Um, Like, and that's just our relationship now, you know, we know each other so well. Um, and, I just love that, you know, that we, we can have that. Um, and, uh, you know, and that we can continue to develop, that we live in a, a time and a world now where the potential to develop in really, uh, you know, sustainable, light, feely, you know, fun ways, that's, it's there, you know, and I literally have an instructor that lives 20 minutes away, that's been training in Europe and straightness training and liberty, and, you know, it's like, we have these resources now, which I don't think, you know, we did for, you know, for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit more about. So, I understand the book and the helping transitions. You were talking about. um, You teach courses. How do you blend everything you know together? What What kind of holistic thing? And
0: yeah, do you bring? my most kind of balendi course is my eight-month apprenticeship because it's like all the things that I, that I love Yeah, tell share. us about
1: that because you've had so many different experiences in really interesting fields. I'd love yeah. to hear about it, to hear how it is that you bring it all together.
0: Yeah, it's so fun, actually. So how I created it was I decided that I wanted to do – so I, 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 here's something that most people may not know about me, or maybe they do, but um, I'm a total computer geek. Um, I come by it very honestly. My dad is like a, a mega geek, and so I love building websites and <laughs> and wow.
1: graphics. And awesome. I know it's we it's all have kind of talents. Like we all have <laughs> hidden talents. We're allowed to have things outside of horses. I know. I'm so
0: I'm so happy that I have that. Um, So one of the things that I really enjoy doing is creating online courses. So I started by creating a a course called um, the Modern Day Cowgirl Boot Camp um, for anybody that's interested in horses and how they share with us and teach us. And so I created that, and that was really fun. And then I decided to create a course out of um, I I'm one of my main modalities that I work with is applied kinesiology, and uh, I decided to create um, a course called Kinetic Communication based on a format of a three and a half hour course that I taught in person for a number of years. So I created that, and, um, and yeah, so on and on. I just started creating these <laughs> these online. Um, experiences. Are
1: they now um, parts of the big course?
0: Yeah, and now they're parts of the big course. So when I created the apprenticeship, uh, I really had this idea in mind of wanting to really um, support and, and help to grow partnerships, you know, between horses and people. And um, And so I saw this eight months being, I I split it up um, into two month chunks and I did it in a way that really felt right for me. So my first module is physical and then I went into energetic and then emotional and then spiritual. So right now we're finishing the spiritual module. And I, you know, added in there all these pieces. So I added, you know, anatomy and, you know, focus on different muscle groups and focus on different herbs um, that are medicinal for, for horses and people. And I curated content, video content, uh, article content on different topics every week. Um, and then I would bring in, I love collaboration. So I, this was like my ultimate opportunity for collaboration. I decided the first year to have 12 uh, webinars four for each, or three for each module. And uh, and that was the beginning we started with that and uh, the first year was in person mainly and then some online and um, then I realized it was actually like the, the most accessible to do it all online mm-hmm. um, so I switched it over two years ago to that that format and uh, and then I every year I add a new webinar guest for each module um, so I now have like 20 five guest instructors or something like that after the chunk of time we've gone through, which is
1: really fun. Um, And what is your hope for people? So what is it that you love for people to come out with at the end of this course? It's
0: such a good question, Tracy. For me, um, it's all about the relationship. I know I want to really inspire whatever the best form of that relationship is for that horse and their human. So I, you know, and I really share all the way through, like what some of these things may not feel right for you. Some of these things may totally land and resonate, you know, take what works for you, just really, um, be, you know, be open, but like, you know, I'm always like one or like be open, but be skeptical, like check it out, see if it, if it fits. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what people have gone and done. And, and it's been really beautiful. I mean, I, I was chatting with a gal the other day and at the beginning of the program this year, she didn't even have a horse. And through the process of the program and learning about nutrition and, and ways of caring for feet and saddle fitting and all these pieces that have come together. Um, she has found this heart horse and has been able to be this really amazing human to this horse Mm. Um, and is, you know, incredibly dedicated. They're doing incredible things. You know, this horse was really looking for this woman, you know, and she now has the skills and the confidence to be able to um, really enter into that partnership with her eyes wide open and know how she wants to, how she wants to be there, how she wants to show up. Um, and that was really the lesson from Diva through all those trials and tribulations. She was just asking me to show up in my best self. Yeah. And I didn't really know yeah. how to do that at the beginning. You know, I, I had no idea what that really meant.
1: And nobody um, teaches you that.
0: And nobody, that's not like, you know, in nobody. school, Yep, you know. <laughs> school,
1: they don't do any <laughs> personal development that. work there. They give you little bits of responsibility yeah. here and there, you know. I drum it into yeah. my kids, but you you can't, you know, I ask them all the time, no. is this your best? Is this your best you've done? Are you yeah. proud to stand here in front of me and show me this? Like, have yeah. you done your best? Because that's all I ask. I don't care what you're showing me. Yeah. I want to know that you totally. feel proud of what you've done and you've done your best. You Did you so show up today? It. And um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, nobody does it quite like horses do.
0: They really don't. I mean, you know, they they don't mess around with that stuff, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they, the they good see horses John. through the all of horses, it, John, and yeah. uh, you know you can't put up those masks, and you can't show up as anything other than yourself. You yeah. know they want congruency, they want real, and uh, yeah. and that was such a huge thing for me to realize was like that 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 they the diva fully accepted me for who I was in every moment, yeah. um, and that other people could too. And that it, I was safe being my full self. And, and, and that that was actually a really good thing. Um, and that's what I hope to share with others, truly. You know, I like think many women in our world have forgotten how amazing they are and how much power they hold and, and uh, you know, uh, how to really be fully themselves and embrace all of themselves. And I hope that I help woman to do that you know with, with the work that I do
1: yeah and it yeah, sounds so like that's... it starts with the it starts in really nice layers because you build confidence in the physical you don't go straight yes. no it's always a bit you tricky <laughs> <laughs> you got to go through yeah. the practical the safety the build your confidence yeah. lay the foundations you know totally then um and then open yourself up and and see what happens yeah. from there it's lovely. And yeah,
0: it's so interesting because there was a gal this year and I, I loved it. She messaged me. She says, you know, I don't feel like I'm quite ready to go there yet. I said, That's that's awesome. Like I'm really glad you're listening to yourself. She says, You know, I think I might be next year. I was like, Great, you know, you just come on back. Like, right? <laughs> Start where you're ready like there's nothing here that's being forced down anybody's throats, you know, and that's super important to me as people feel like they have a choice. They have the ability to say no and be heard in that and -hmm. not be judged in that. And I think that's so critical to the learning that we're doing about our horses now is that they also have a voice. They, They can express themselves and say no, and that we can embrace that not as a, being taken personally or them being naughty, but them really sharing what's real and 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 um, healthy for them at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, permissions are a huge part of the work that I, you know, what I teach um, in that way. I always ask Diva permission before I get on her back. Um, and, you know, the only time she's ever said no, when I've got off and checked her spine or I've checked her saddle, there's been issues going on, you know, They're they're very honest, amazing creatures that way, and they they will show up as their best possible selves as Mm -hmm. much as they possibly can, and when they're not, it's usually an indication that something's not right for them, you know? Yeah, it's what I've seen over the years, especially working on so many horse
1: bodies. Yeah. Well, tell me a bit more about that. What is it that you see when you work on the bodies? That's really interesting. Yeah. If you had an overarching thing that you kept seeing, what can you tell us?
0: Yeah. Well, horses by majority have musculoskeletal issues. So, you know, they have stuff going on in their spine. Many horses have tightness through the back. Um, You know, there's often Um, you know uh, tightness restriction or rigidity through the pelvis as well that's a big area And, and cranially uh, you know, bec- you know, through the pole um, is a big one, and uh, TMJ as well. So the temporomandibular joint to the jaw, um, you know, or the and also you know through the thorax and the ribs is a is a big one. Mobility through there, so um, and those are things that I see on the majority of horses. Um, that though there's a, a restriction of some kind, if not a rigidity, in those areas, mm-hmm. and you can imagine what that does when we, you know, ask for them to do things for us, right? Uh, you know, or be gymnastic in some way, um, or you know, even more so when we put a saddle on and add our, you know, particular
1: blend of stuff you know that we're bringing
0: to the table Um, in
1: all forms in physical in emotional in in nervous system in the lot all of that all of that so it's really um
0: you know I rarely I don't think I've ever seen a horse that doesn't have something going on in their musculoskeletal system Mm. ever
1: like most humans, um, we've all got. Like most going humans,
0: I, I I don't. I've rarely met a human that doesn't. I mean, a, maybe a five-year-old, you know. Mm. Um, but uh, we live in a stressful world, and you know, especially so for us as humans, our environment impacts our 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 structure. Um, and the horses are the same. So the the horses that I see that are in you know the best sort of. Condition, shall we call it, are the ones that live very naturally. Um, you know, obviously the ones that are getting uh, body work or care on that level. You know, um, but that are also in a space where they can have their needs met. And and you know, one of the reasons I moved to the and out of Victoria with Diva is because um, she was literally going crazy um, in her environment. Mm -hmm. So she was in a little paddock uh, with electric fencing. She wasn't able to touch her friends. She wasn't able to move. And she was uh, unrideable, dangerous. Um, And I knew that I had to make a change. And that was 12 years ago. Um, So I moved to this little tiny valley (laughs) outside of Victoria Um, and it was the best thing that I could have done. And ever since I've made sure that her needs for community, for friends and movement are met.
1: And did Um, she change almost instantly? She changed instantly. Oh,
0: yeah. She went out with a herd on 10 acres and overnight she was a different horse.
1: Yeah. It's that important. Yeah.
0: It was that important. It's it's not the case for every single horse. There's horses that can that can handle it, and I've seen that, um, and that are just you know it's like people. There's certain people that are so resilient. You could put them in anything, and they'd just be like, "I'm fine," you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am not that person, um, and, it, and those more sensitive horses are not, you know, are typically not going to handle that in in the most positive way. Um, and so we really need to um, work with what's going on for each horse. And, and I, I think, you know, look at those needs because it does change. Like I've worked on horses where, you know, it shifts big time um, when they're in an environment that really works for them mm-hmm. um and their bodies are happier and you know uh, their digestive systems are happier like their lymphatics are working better like they're moving yeah. you know they're getting um mutual grooming happening they're moving each other around they're you know they're doing their horsey thing and yeah. it can, it can be um the biggest you know shift for for health that you can possibly make for your horse i think Mm. Um, from from my experience yeah yeah Yeah. you can
1: never underwrite it no
0: but body work does does wonders too i find it can really really make a huge difference for those horses that have you know been carrying a lot you know and are compensating for those um those things that are not working for them and that's what will happen is typically that's why you see so much is they they might start off with one thing but then it it sort of multiplies with um, everything else that you know, they have to compensate with the fascia and the muscle and everything that has to do, you know, what it needs to do to help them move through their days in a relatively normal fashion, right? Yeah. Mm.
1: So you've worked with a lot of different kind of animals and um, you do intuitive work. Yes. What, What is the most surprising thing you have found out about an animal in that work? Oh God
0: <laughs> That's a good question. Huh. well, it's so interesting you'll sometimes get especially I work with a lot of um, trauma because of course when you're working with any animal that comes out of usually you know a lot of like rescue scenarios and things mm-hmm. um, they'll actually hone in on uh, and this is what I find fascinating so with the animal communication they'll they'll actually Um, hone in on certain, certain traumatic experiences. And sometimes they'll even give you a date of that happening or a picture of what happened. Um, And through there's, there's a, there's a real shift that can happen when the the space is really held for them to bring that emotion up and that, you know, of that experience. And um, you'll find, you know, horses uh, will have, they'll start getting agitated and irritated you know when those things are coming up um mm-hmm. they're, they they want to move around there's there's a change that happens in their body language and um and then it you know as that space is held it's kind of like that sense of when we can really observe something with as a as a as a witness um to it and a non-judgmental witness it just shifts it you know it gets the tension that it that it requires to shift um in the ways that it needs to. And so like those layers can start to come, come off of that. And, uh, and you'll see that horse visibly relax and release and often yawn and, you know, um, yeah, have quite a, a change happen. Um, yeah. So, so those sorts of things are always quite surprising. And and I always laugh because one of, one of the things that, that gets me every time is when a horse has a real sense of humor. Um, I was working on a horse a little while back and he was in this environment that he hated. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I've ever met a horse that like really detested their environment as much as this horse was at the time he was up to you know, about his fetlocks and mud and mm-hmm. the hay was like, didn't taste good. And, he'd just come from living on his own on 10 acres for like most of his life with his family. And now was in this situation where he was away from his family in this little tiny paddock under like these dark trees. I mean, he was just miserable Um, and his digestion was off. Like he was literally like shooting out diarrhea. It was, it was, Mm. so we got him out of the paddock and I was like, Oh dear God. So he's, Sharing with me what's going on, and like, okay, you know, there was other things happening, but I'm like, oh, we need to deal with this environment. I was, I was scared that he was gonna, you know, maybe have a colic or something at this mm. point. Like he was so stressed. Um, and I said, first of all, like we need to like shift the hay. We need to get him into, <laughs> like there was a paddock across the way. I was like, let's just put him in here for now. Like he needs to be in a different space. And I started to chat with him about what was going on. Solo enough my chihuahua puppy up there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he said to me, um, you know, I probably can't repeat it on podcast. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) essentially, like, you need to get me out of this um, bleep hole of a place right now.
1: (laughs) Wow!
0: In no uncertain terms, he was like, sharing with me exactly how he was experiencing this whole thing. And I, I, and then I translated that to
1: his person
0: (laughs) in much more nice terms, but um, you know, I always laugh when there's sort of like, you know, it sort of felt like he still had a sense of humor and he was called, you know, he had like a Spanish name and, and he just looked so dull and things. And, and so i checked on him the next day and the diary was, after we moved him and shifted his environment, the diarrhea was completely cleared up and he was like happier His coats come in. And she ended up actually moving him back home for the the subsequent time they were selling their place and, uh, and is now moving him to another farm, which is much brighter and better environment for him. Um, but it was really interesting to kind of hear and just get that gut response to him like as soon as I saw him in that paddock I went oh god <laughs> we need to do
1: something about this such a good clear communicator though wasn't he
0: yeah very clear communicator right away which was which was great yeah yeah, yeah that's what you want so yeah. listening you know with him it was it was a fairly obvious you know I don't think I needed. Uh, too much talent to discern what was going on for him <laughs> at that time. But I'm glad that the owner was really willing and open to making some shifts, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well she'd got you out there, so that's um that says a yeah. lot, doesn't it, that she cared that's enough. For
0: sure. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: the way that I found you in the wide world of the web is because Ooh. you have your very own podcast. Oh, Tell I me do. about the whole, whole- <laughs> podcast, which I highly recommend to everyone. Skip over there after this one and have a listen.
0: Thanks, Tracy. I love podcasting and, you know, I'm pretty new to the, the whole thing. I'm actually heading into my second season right now. And uh, I just interviewed Jane Roberts yesterday um, and that was really fun. And uh, yeah, it's been great. I did 21 uh, podcasts in my first season I chatted with some amazing people and, and my podcast, I call it a, a podcast for horse lovers and their inner rebels. So, you know, we talk, a, I, I really like talking about stuff that's outside the box. And, uh, you know, that for me, you know, busting some myths and really, really like shining light on some areas that maybe, you know, we don't talk about that much, you know, or ever. And, uh, I, I just love that stuff, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a rebel myself, so so it's where I thrive. Um, so yeah, I, I've just been enjoying it so so much, and I I
1: have uh, gotten some really positive feedback. So I'm just, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, great, yeah, it's a great space, and there's only um, we were speaking before. There's only a few of us in this space in the same um, genre, maybe conscious totally. horse. I call it conscious horsemanship space. Um, yeah it's the reason I started this because I couldn't really find anything so um, yeah I love love building that community where people can get as many resources as possible as to how to do how to be with their horses and how to have different relationships because I've interviewed 30 something people now and um, everyone does it just that little bit differently everyone has the individual flair everyone's story touches somebody else it's um yeah, it's a beautiful space. Well, to be that,
0: in. Yeah, I was gonna say, how great is that? That uniqueness, right? I, I just, yeah. yeah and I, you know, we're never gonna know everything. I, I hope. Um, it's so nice to learn from others um, that are really doing doing their own work in in their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been been just a pleasure to to do it, really. And I, I had a weird. Not a weird, but I I always had this little like pipe dream of being like a radio announcer, you know. Ah. Um, So it's kind of like... And then along came podcasting. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, this is the perfect way of doing this.
1: Yeah, well, mine as a kid was an interviewer. I'd watch the long form interviews and I'd be like, I want to be in that chair. I want to know the story of these people because I was fascinated in the stories of the people. It's like, I want to ask that question. I would have asked that question. And so podcasting, yeah, oh, absolutely great. allows me to do that with people all over the world and I don't have to get on an airplane. Fun. It's brilliant.
0: Totally. No, I so love it.
1: I love how it. How can people reach you? Where? What is your web address? So I
0: am, so the podcast, if you want to listen to the podcast, is at uh, www.wholehorse.ca. Um, So you can head over there or, or just go onto iTunes and find the whole horse podcast. Um, And my main website is www.alexalinton.com. Um, So you can find most of my stuff there, Uh, you know, because I love building websites. I have a bunch of different websites. Right. Um, But those are my, those are my main ones. You'll find most of my resources on alexalindon.com plus a uh, pretty fun blog as well there. And
1: And that's where your course is as
0: well? That's where my all my courses are, and the apprenticeship is there as well. I'm just getting ready to launch uh, the 2019 program, which starts March the 15th. Um, so that information uh, should be up and ready to roll uh, within the next couple of days. Here, I'll try to get it ready, you know, for the time that you um, get this all out. Uh, and yeah, yeah so it's right. it's all there, and, um, and if you go to essentially alexalinton.com slash apprenticeship dash 2019 you'll be able to find more details on on that
1: experience as well yeah wonderful wonderful well alexa thank you so much for your time today but more importantly thanks for everything that you're doing for horses you've got so many beautiful skills and it's so lovely to see them all come together so from every horse out there thank you Thank you for speaking out and having a great voice and and thanks for just putting the horse first and doing what you do.
0: Oh, I so appreciate that. That's really why I do it all. I just yeah, it's a lifetime love affair and I I can't imagine a better way to live your life than to dedicate it to these incredible animals that give so much. So, yeah, thank you for doing what you do. This has been so fun to actually
1: do. A podcast with someone else <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a wonderful and it won't be the last I have a, a full intention of checking in with everyone in, in at least a year to two years each person to see where we're that's at fantastic. now because this is evolving and it's changing and and it's a really oh, yeah. exciting space to be in so it might be our first conversation but I'm sure it won't be our last
0: oh that's wonderful well I look forward to connecting again in the future for sure yeah beautiful it's been so fun
1: Great. Thank you. To connect with Alexa and find out more about what it is that she does, simply go to the show notes and click on the links. I'm on a mission to create a community of gentle and ethical horse people so that their horses all over the world can live a better life. This is a big mission with a wonderful message and it needs your help. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to join me on my mission of making the world a better place for horses, Please engage with me somehow. You can leave a review on iTunes or Facebook, share or comment on social media posts, or tell your friends about the podcast. You'll find all the links to our social media on our website, comealongfortheride.com.au. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you'll find me on LinkedIn. If your friends don't know how to podcast, send them to my website and tell them to hit play. It's the most user-friendly way to listen for anyone you know who'd love to listen but isn't quite sure how. I'd also love it, really love it, if you get in touch and say hi. Let me know who you'd like to hear interviewed on the podcast. I have some wonderful people lined up to speak to, but this is your show as much as mine, so please, if there's anyone you'd like to hear from, get in touch via the website or social media. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover, if there's something you'd like me to research more and really speak about, at length, or even just in a short way, let me know. I'd love, love, love to serve you guys more. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Come Along for the Ride.